From um, the the cave, the, the grease cave, from the, the neckbeard cave, from Plato's cave, from Plato's cave, <laughs> the neckbeard cave, live yeah. Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, yeah, we're back. <sighs> we had some lovely feedback from you all. Uh, thank you for listening to our first episode. Uh, we have not. We have changed now from stereo we've heard to your, mono. We've heard your complaints. We've turned Mila down. We didn't like. The <laughs> 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 we uh, we we figured that uh, although it is dialectical and artistic, um, we want to give you some better sound quality. So that's what we're gonna do. How was your weekend? Good. I got some uh, some lovers quarrels. <laughs> <laughs> You wanna, do you need to talk? No, I just want to float it out and then okay. shy away. Yeah, that's totally fine. We'll stick and move. Um, uh, keep it at bay. I see you. I know you're listening. <laughs> all of you. I have not had I didn't, any. I didn't hear any of the feedback because it all came through Milo's Twitter. So make sure to harass me on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Come find me. Send can, me death threats. You can harass Ken Clark on, Come at me. on Facebook. Because Facebook's been a little bit more tame. Oh, this last past these accounts. last few years uh, compared to how it was before, oh, geez, as we yeah. talked about on last episode. Um, yeah, I have not had any lovers' quarrels this week, uh, so no, That's no good. drama in that front. That's good. All healthy. Yeah, all healthy. Just had a did a lot of running this week, um, so that was really fun. I you ran seventeen k. You ran seventeen k yesterday. Yeah, and then nine Fuck today. Damn. Um, yesterday's was interesting. I went to a seawall and there's a lot of people there all the time. And like, I don't know who gets the right of way. And like, is it the runners or the walkers? (laughs) And it makes me very neurotic. It's like that Dostoevsky thing again. (laughs) Um, I'm always just like, okay, so like, am I entitled to be like move bitch or yeah. <laughs> like, is it me being the annoying one? How aggressive are you? Um, I don't know. Like I, I'll, I never take my headphones out. So I never like even hear people's reactions or really like, I'm, I'm not very socially aware when I'm running. Mm-hmm. I'm very absorbed in my own thoughts and my music. And so I'll just be like, um, behind you or sorry like and then i'll just keep going i know i never stay around to kind of gauge that reaction i i i'm like de facto like 270 like 65 and like really hauling ass and feeling like an alpha but i put this like really like sorry um, sorry like little <laughs> shrug thing on my face and it kind of throws people a bit so i feel like i get the the, the, the w <laughs> Yeah, so prior to Especially with my headband on, they're like, oh, oh, fuck. Pink headband. You know, today I went to Starbucks, and I was remembering what you said about, like, the Starbucks that we go to, about walking in with the pink headband. Yeah. And people there, like, they are very, like, hip in a certain way. It's very gay. Yeah, it's very gay, and, like, there's, you know, the earrings going on and stuff like that, and I kind of chuckled to myself thinking about the pink headband. Yeah. Um, But... Anyway, it's interesting how it it feels like it became a sort of uh, LGBTQ little like kind of hub Starbucks, but it's so corporate. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. 
It's it's very um, dare I say pink washy. Mm. Um, maybe they, maybe they do it right though. I don't know. It doesn't bother maybe me they do as it much. right. Doesn't no, bother I know. me as much when Starbucks does it. Yeah, I mean like there's some people who you know they apparently their health coverage is really good, and mm. so I think it attracts a lot of people who tend to come from a lower income background, and queer people tend to come from a lower income. How does that work? I think part of it has to do with like hiring power. Um, and so, like, for instance, trans people in particular are less likely to be hired. Mm, okay, I thought you meant, like, their parents were poor. Uh, no, no. Um, sometimes, though, like, for instance, they'll get kicked out of their house mm-hmm. or, like, displaced or whatever. So I think um, that kind of has to do with the sort of precarious situation that a lot of LGBT people have. And I were just talking about uh, the, the pros and cons of... Uh, weight gain and and, uh, and yeah. sports and stuff like that um, and uh there is some sort of benefit oh i was i was in a really good mood when Mila was got here i was in the front yard with like just shorts on like posting up and you know <laughs> if you get your hips low you really you know the steps and you're banging in the paint like 40 extra pounds doesn't hurt you know it doesn't hurt mm-hmm. i really need to get out there and play basketball again and see uh so if you're in the vancouver area and you need a a a a, a versatile four hit me up. Yeah. And, and you were talking about how you like running when you're lighter because you, yeah, you, you spend exactly. more time in the air, you said, which is very <laughs> beautiful. Well, it's just like when you feel lighter, you know, but I, I'm always like very impressed when people who gain weight can still maintain their athleticism. I find like for me, I'm such a baby about that. Like if I gain five pounds, I like message my coach being like i can't do this many deadlifts anymore man <laughs> like, yeah, i'm yeah, too yeah. tired but like, but you're it's funny that you say that you're a baby because you work so hard every day yeah but i definitely like i'm definitely like my energy levels are definitely impacted yeah. um by like i'm very i think my body's very sensitive to like what i uh intake and stuff like that and so i'm i'm still kind of a baby you know who's a good example of like a big beautiful like kind of fat machine is tyson fury i don't know who that is the heavyweight the lineal heavyweight boxing champion of the world i sent you some some a funny gif of him licking blood off his opponent's neck yesterday (laughs) oh yeah he's got that dr eggman physique shout out to that one youtube commenter i've just been watching all of his fights but he gains steam like he's 270 with like a gut and he's like, as the rounds go on, he's like in better shape than his like Adonis opponent across from him, who oh looks like a million bucks. And he, he's a fun guy to watch. He's a character too. That's nuts. Like when you're that big and you have yeah. that kind of energy still. And it's his foot crazy. speed is faster than the guy who's like forty pounds lighter than him. So it's like oh he's a God. he's a fun guy to watch. Well, it just like objectively takes more energy, I think. Yeah. Because it's like, it's physics. Yeah. So shout I out to Tyson Fury. Tyson has to work twice as hard. Um, very impressive, very impressive. So Ken and I were just talking about this, uh, this literacy tweet. I was, um, thinking about, okay, what newsworthy things happened this week, um, (laughs) that we can discuss. And obviously one of the big things was Bernie Sanders. Um, a clip came up about him praising the Cuban literacy program in 1972. Um, and oh when you put it that way what? <laughs> what did he actually say i don't know i don't remember i read it quickly oh he he just basically was like he praised <laughs> there's a literacy program in cuba did he praise more than the literacy program though no Are so you sure? i'm pretty sure okay let me google it <laughs> let me google this but 
I mean, there is more to praise than the literacy program. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, there, their advancements in medicine were quite praiseworthy as well. Um, they uh, recently have come up with a lung cancer preventative max vaccine. So they have um, a sort of preventative healthcare system where like their whole thing is about preventing people from vaccine. helping. Yeah. So like it helps reduce your chances of getting lung cancer. Um, basically you can smoke how much, <laughs> however much you want. Like, did Fidel You're like, hell that? yes. Um, so Cuba's always really been big on, on medicine because the July 26th movement, which took power was largely influenced by Che Guevara, who's a doctor. And he suffered personally from, um, uh, chronic asthma. He also mm. did a lot of research on allergies and like published some medical papers. Damn. So they've always been very big on medicine. So I think their medicine and literacy stuff, like there's stuff genuinely worth praising. There's That's stuff true. worth condemning. I mean, Canada is the same, right? Like we have, I'm very grateful that our we have our healthcare and not America's, but obviously we still have stuff in Canada that is like problematic <laughs> to say <laughs> the least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so problem. Um, <laughs> there's been Bernie's been kind of under fire for this. I think a lot of it um, is very like performative. There's a lot of. Um, a lot of people like to sort of perform their outrage online. And I think that like gives people a sense of like worth <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like the more mad you are, the more like real you are <laughs> online. Everybody's getting mad. That's yeah. an old meme. Yeah. Yeah. Such it's a you mad meme. But also the, uh, the guy from French, the butler from French Prince of Bel-Air. Oh yeah. yeah that's yeah. like, that's like 2011 days. That's the OG stuff. Well, so so the tweet is from um, a Polish math professor who's a self-described... Uh, Wait, this is a different thing, right? The, the literacy thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, sorry. So we'll close this up a bit. So Oh, yeah, link those. So so Bernie uh, had, had some comments about, about literacy in, in Cuba, and some people um, criticized these comments and used it as proof to say that he's actually a secret communist and whatever... Um, Obama made similar comments when he was president, not because he was necessarily a fan of Cuba's government. He's far to Bernie's right, but he, uh, I think he was attempting at some di diplomatic efforts with Cuba. I think Americans really want to be able to go to Cuba again because they want to go on vacation there. Mm, okay, they can't even go to Cuba? I'm just going to lay my cards. They can't go to Cuba right no. now? No. When did that happen? Oh, like decades ago and it's still oh really yeah i mean obama tried to like open up relations a bit with them but i don't know how well that went I do they have a head honcho right now cuba yeah yeah so raul castro okay but they have like i don't know much about their parliament i know their elections are very fascinating um so you're not allowed to make electoral promises you're only allowed to say what you have done and uh you've never done anything then you probably shouldn't no, run well, for well, How do you run first timer? <laughs> I guess you oh. have been like a community leader before, or like a doctor or like a, a professional. Oh, okay, a you climb some sort of snaky ladder. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like most politicians here have have to do stuff before they run. You know someone personally. <laughs> oh God, we're not gonna bring that up. Um, but they d they definitely. I really it's so juicy. Yeah, I well, we're the, uh, I shouldn't, but yeah. it like. It, it, 
Okay, well, now Ooh. we're being cryptic for our listeners, but... Someone um, figure it out. Someone will figure it out. But um, anyway, and so... <laughs> Um, so yeah so there's so there they have really interesting elections so you're not allowed to to say um i will do this uh so basically you're not allowed to be justin trudeau <laughs> you know saying i'm gonna do this if, and then if, not doing do you, it but i can't even imagine a campaign without what about i would i would <laughs> no i think it's just like how like what you've done for your communities will reflect how you're gonna be in okay. office. I'd love to hear what that sounds like. Yeah, I know. Like, me too. I, when my I neighbor was hurt, don't know I Spanish. went into their house and fixed their faucet. I don't know. Like that's kind of cool. But it it'd would be turn cool into to run a campaign like that here and see how that works out. You know, like run a campaign where you just like focus on like hypothetically y- though. Hypothetically, if you were to do that, though. what would you? What would you? What would I say that I've done? Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm qualified to run. Perfect answer. You're, you're <laughs> so, way to the races, um, aren't you? Though honestly, I feel like you'd be a. It'd be great. It'd be thank fun. Thank you. Maybe someday. Be a party. I feel like I'm like selfishly not doing it because like I feel like it would be bad for my mental yeah. well-being. Um, it's also the perfect answer. That's you're maybe killing it. Do we plan this? Am I no. setting? Am I <laughs> giving you softballs? No, yeah, yeah, you're giving me softballs. Um. Anyway, and so there is a, a big kerfuffle about this literacy program. Basically, in Cuba, um, the literacy prior to Castro was not very good. It was mostly due to the fact that, like, there was only a small few were, like, thriving in society, and they were mostly white. And um, I know, like, black people had to work in, like, the sugar fields. Like, they couldn't go to school when and was stuff this? like that. Year? This was prior to Castro, so, like, 40s, 50s. What, did Che set that up? Che? Yeah. Che, che wasn't the leader, right? No, but did he... Is, can we blame him for that? For what? For racism. For racism? So he wasn't you said, even there during you said, the But you said black system. people had to work in the, the, the where? In the sugar cane the sugar, under I didn't Batista. Want to say that. So this was before Castro. Yeah. Um. But well, we can we can blame Che for that, right? No, oh, okay. Castro or Che <laughs> was in Argentina for most of this. He wasn't even living in Cuba. Oh, okay. Um, but he did actually uh, lend his he 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 expressed a lot of solidarity with Black liberation movements later on. He um, him and Malcolm X were on good terms. He went to the Congo to help them. Um, they have a sort of medical diplomacy program. Okay, now I'm just saying all these really good things about Cuba, and I'm definitely going to get fried for this by someone, um, so I'm sorry. But there are things that are genuinely... I think it is important. Well, um, you let's make it... You did read an actual book about it. <laughs> I did so read... You're not, you're I not have just, like, read what some I books. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think in all seriousness, you should... If you're talking about any country... You should not be so hot-headed and obsessed with performing a sort of outrage that you can't even admit some of the good things that mm. is like, you know, like even in the, I'm very critical of American imperialism and stuff like that. Um, but like, you can't just, now I'm trying to think of like a good Basketball, thing. The US jazz, go, yeah. Music, yeah. Blues. I'm trying to think of the government, but yeah. Like, um, uh, at one point, they're debo- like some of their democratic ideals are, are pretty cool. Some there are some people in government that have some good ideas. Maybe, no, I, I just mean like the the whole. Maybe it's a mythology, but you know, the whole like uh, fucking off Britain and then being like, we believe these things strongly. Right, you know, right, yeah. Whatever. I they mean, are. there was some 
like whatever i mean i think it's just like it's immature Mm -hmm. to try and be like um there is no benefits to this at all and like these people are pure evil we need apologism yeah honestly you can't have any sort of valuable discourse without apologism Mm -hmm. without reasonable people sticking their neck out for true things that make them look bad yeah totally and i think um i think it's yeah and i think it's also like you don't always have to agree with someone to respect them i think sometimes like it it really depends on the content of what you're disagreeing about obviously like if you're disagreeing about like ethnic cleansing then yeah there might be a problem but like (laughs) if you're disagreeing about something you can talk out um then i think it's good it's like and and i think right now in this current election cycle people aren't really doing that instead they're just trying to say okay this person's evil this person's good like liberal twitter's being like Bernie reminds me of like my abusive dad, and then Elizabeth Warren reminds me of my best friend. I think this is yeah. (laughs) But there's been more this week, and then someone's like, "Your move, Sadie." (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. But also, um, like the whole thing annoys me. But yeah, 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 for sure. But I think it's like you know, it's trying to sort of caricature people um, instead of just being like, "Okay, this person has flaws," and then this is some of the good things that I remember when I was in high school and <laughs> I was in a fight with this girl. Oh, I remember this. Um, I, I like just couldn't like, we just hated each other. And I remember talking to this one teacher about it, who was like a mentor of mine at the time. And I don't even know who I, this is. I, well, I'm not going to say, you just like, um, really? Yeah. Oh, that's and, so sweet. Uh, basically, my religion teacher. We'll put it that way. He's, um, he's a cool guy. Uh, yeah, also. very, very. We should get him on the pod. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Um, our high school religion teacher is on. He the taught pod. me a lot, like some yeah. basic shit that helped me think. Yeah, like, for sure. I, I honestly credit him to like getting me into philosophy for sure. Um, but the so so anyway so I remember and I was like angsty about it and just being like i hate this person and he was being like okay this is what i want you to do i said what he said i want you to tell me what this person's good at and like i remember just thinking like that is not what i'm thinking of right now like i i don't want to talk about what they're good at like i i don't want to talk about um what i like about them or whatever like that's not what i'm here to talk about he's like I know, I just want you to get in that mindset. Like, tell me what's... Surprising maturity from our friend. Yeah. Sometimes he <laughs> wouldn't think he had it out of Well, no, but, but yeah, so he said, I want you to tell me something that um, they're good at. And so I said, like, it was very simple. I didn't say something that's, like, something huge, but I was just like, well, they're a really good soccer player. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, good. So, like, you acknowledge, like, there's goodness in them. And, like, there's... And I was like, yeah, of course. And, and in that sense, like, I think it's a good exercise to do sometimes, like, if you just can't. That's deal beautiful. With a Where did he get that? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably like Lewis, C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis or something. Thing. Yeah, I think. Well, I should, but I, I shouldn't. Why am I being such a dick? That was really mature of him, and I'm trying to take that from him. Aww. But that was sweet of him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think so. I mean, all this to say is like. There's this sort of obsession, and I think, again, Twitter exacerbates this with being like, okay, we're going to categorize, like, these people as evil, these people as good. I mean, I personally am on a bunch of block lists where I'm just categorizing. The block lists again. Yeah, yeah, yeah these lists fascinate Well, I'm just categorized a list of lists. as, like, evil. Like, people don't know my intent or anything. Um, like, especially, 
I mean, now I, I feel like I'm just trying to like defend myself or save face, but like when I talk about like war and stuff like that, and like I've been an outspoken critic of the war in Syria, um, I like when Trump said he was going to pull troops out. I mean, I naively uh, believed it, but at the time I was like, well, that's not a bad thing, and people mm-hmm. tried to yeah. be like, yeah, people that's tried to example. be like, um, how dare you? Oh well, <laughs> Hillary wouldn't have abandoned the Syrians and whatever. And so, I mean, I have supported ending U.S. involvement in Syria for a long time. And I think a lot of people wanted to paint me as evil for that and say that that's an endorsement of the Syrian government. And, like, the thing is, is, like, you don't know where people are coming from when you, when they say those things. Like, for me, I come from a place where it's, like, my family is from this region. Like, they've experienced war um, I know what they've experienced and I have empathy because of that. So I'm coming from a place of empathy. I'm not coming from like a place of like loving a dictator, you know, yep. and you don't know where people are, are coming from when they're saying these kinds of things. And so I don't know. That's just a sort of tangent. Um, sorry to like use my platform to defend my ass, but like, <laughs> well, you I, have to. Yeah. It's Who is it? A lot of people have said this, but like you, have a value a, a duty to stand up for yourself mm. a lot of people have said this sounds like eminem eminem <laughs> and jordan peterson and but some like like somebody profound said that did you hear what happened to jordan peterson with his his daughter taking him to russia yeah he's got a benzo addiction for like or something? A de- yeah i empathize no i'm kidding i'm not addicted to benzos but i had the same prescription oh, wow. what him. a sophisticated use of the word empathize i just i just say empathize i guess i mean sympathize yeah there's that difference well i i think it's um like it's very sad i mean addiction is i think something that's really misunderstood um Mm -hmm. in in society and like you know people think it's like a personal failing and it's definitely not um usually people that have addictions have personal trauma that they're dealing with um so jbp from the lift JVP, I know that we have our disagreements, but if you ever listen to this, I hope you get better. Come on the pod. Uh, come on the pod if you want. That'd be fucking hilarious. That I'm, in, be really I'm in the funny. neckbeard cave. He's like, clean up your room. <laughs> yeah, he oh, would oh, definitely come so in funny. and tell you to clean this up, man. Like, um, one day we'll we'll show you guys a, a tour of Ken's uh, little space Squaller. here. So that's a lot. Um, but his daughter took him to Russia. His daughter made the most fucked up tweet. Yeah. She she tweeted no, this one like this one was like so there's like three little chicks in a nest and the mama chick drops out the one that's making too much noise and she was like, Don't make too much noise so your parents don't kill you for fitness or something like that. It was oh so God. funny. Yeah, his daughter like, kinda no scares likes. me. Like what? his daughter kinda She's scares. hardcore, yeah. Like like she Pretty uh cute, though. she t- yeah she is cute she tweeted this like semi like sexual image of her like replying to her dad being like i'm looking pretty good dad like when they were talking mm. about their all meat diet <laughs> <Sigmund has entered laughs> the and i was like yeah <laughs> the all like, meat diet that's next level i know ryan and i were talking about it because like we've both like my brother and i we've went on so many diets in our age and I was thinking, like, if there's one, like, I've been able to do all kinds of stupid diets. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been able to, like, I've done, like, these aren't healthy guys. I, I'm not endorsing them. Don't do them. But, like, I've done stuff like only eating apples or, like, only. <laughs> that would make my an ulcer because they're so acidic. They are very acidic. And it's also just pure sugar. Like, it's not good for you. Um, and, or, like, you know, I've just, I've had, like, 
I've just done a lot of stupid diets, guys. But like the one thing I don't think I'd be able to do is this meat one. I just feel like what was feel the, what's the claim? Something about autoimmune. But I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure. She, I think she has like a specific health. Yeah, thing. I, or Crohn's. Is it Crohn's disease? I think it's more like specific than that. Like um, something like see, IBS. I haven't done my. It's no, I think digestive it's, thing, right? What? It's a digestive thing. Uh, I thought you said something very different. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was more like a horm- like something a little bit rarer and like mm. hormonal or something. Okay. But that's shout out to Michaela. To Peter Michaela. Well, I'm on the pod. So there's <laughs> there's just been like a weird. Um, it feels very cultural, like only beef. You know what I yeah. mean? So that adds to the fire. I just of could caricature. never do yeah. that because like they can't have like they can't even put like hot sauce on it. Yeah, beef and salt. Like, I just, oh, I just, I feel like I'd be so depressed. But, I mean, whatever, to each their own. Um, but she she was saying, like, what they're doing and, like, how she, like, brought him to, like, a Russian facility to, like, detox him and whatever. And she's in charge art. of all his communications and stuff. And so, like, there's a bunch of people who are, like, concerned like they're oh, being like, oh, uh, did Michaela kidnap her dad and like I have not heard bring this. him to Russia? Where does this come from? Twitter, obviously. Which part of Twitter? Who can we blame? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, his he has some very devoted fans that are like genuinely concerned about him, and like yeah. I think you know, like they're just kind of like, okay, this is suspicious. Like I never considered that at all, and I haven't seen any of this. Yeah, I don't know. Good thing you remind me. I'm too like, online. Like, <laughs> well, you you let me know about all this stuff, but you do read real books, and also let me know about that. So. That's good. Uh, Real books are good. Guys. I gotta read into this. You should read. Now, I mean, some I YouTube hope videos he's like, not kidnapped. It's like that probably YouTube that videos with like five million views of like what really happened. Yeah, to I know. Like, like his fans being like free Jordan <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, no, but but really, I think like I mean, I saw some t- some tweets that I thought were kind of mean. From um, yeah, oh yeah. From all kinds of people, like right and like, because he has right wing critics and and left wing critics and whatever and. And, um, I think like, you know, when it comes to addiction, again, it's like something that like, I, I know, I know people who have suffered from addiction very strongly and like, I, I really don't think like that's good grounds to make fun of someone on, I think like there's other things to make fun of, but, um, I wonder what he's going to do next. Not my kind of thing. I wonder if he's done. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I do feel like he fought his fight and got the shit kicked out of him. It's probably more than I'll ever do. Like even if you totally hate him, you know what I mean? Yeah. He totally threw his 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 shit in the ring. Like he did what he needed to do, I feel like, and now he's just like I don't see where else he can go from here. Like in terms of what kind of thing he preaches. Maybe like if he did like some like self-help like therapy to guys or something. Or he could just yeah, I guess he could do whatever he wants. It's very patronizing. But, like, I g- yeah, he could do... Could he write a novel? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, yeah. Or maybe he'll focus on, like, the beef diet stuff, you know? <laughs> or talk about detoxing. Maybe, maybe. I mean, like, he is a professional psychologist, so maybe he'll just return to his roots. His clinical practice. Yeah. yeah it's funny, because, like, I've... Um, like, he went to my school, McGill. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so that's always interesting to think about, like when these young Jordan at the, at the what's at that McGill. pub at Gertz, or uh, I think of Yield. <laughs> yield imagine him Yield like writing something. We've had some really interesting people like come to my school, like or like that went to McGill, like Grimes. 
And this girl that I uh, follow on Twitter, she was saying how she went to McGill and used to like drink with Grimes and talk about boys and stuff. And like, that's just so wild to me. Yeah, I'd love to see that vibe. Uh, well, there's a new Grimes album out, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I really like it. Have you listened to it? Yeah, I I think like I only downloaded the tracks I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite of hers, but um, for the most part, I pretty like I enjoyed it. I think I downloaded like uh, I think I so okay. So there were seven tracks that I liked. That's a lot. It's yeah, like seven out of ten or something. Yeah. Well, which ones didn't you like? Let's slam her. Oh no. no! She's got too much positive shit going on right now. We need to bring her down to earth. Aww. Because she, she'll she'll she listens to this podcast. Okay, so the ones that I liked were I'm just gonna say the ones I liked. So yeah. I liked so heavy I fell through. Uh, Delete forever was really cool. I thought it's it was very different. That's the one with the acoustic guitar. Yeah, right? it's it's yeah. very different than what she usually does. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, Violence was cool. My name is Dark was cool. Uh, you'll miss me, like. Uh, oh yeah. And Idoro. Oh Idoru. That was a good one. That's oh, a fucking s- that slaps hard. Um, I didn't think you'd like it. I thought maybe it'd be too like flowery for you or something. I think the ones I didn't like, I thought were too like. But Idoru is really flowery. Or like kind of weeby. Weeby, interesting. Um, Hot yeah. shots fired. No, I don't no. mean it. Like, it's just not my style. Yeah, you know, but like, I would actually love to dive into like w- what you think. We won't because we're not prepared. But what you? Yeah, not prepared. Not prepared. Maybe next time, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. For me, I there's just something about like the now I sound like a hipster, but like a lot of the older stuff for Grimes is what really does it for me. Like she definitely lost visions. her lo-fi thing. Yeah, she definitely. Yeah. There's no hint of that anymore. Yeah. Um, but for better or worse, there's something for that that just felt so real. And like, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. really into that. Um, go back to Garage Band. See. Go back to Garage. I think maybe because like <laughs> that's how I record my yeah, music. Yeah, there you go. You know the sounds. Yeah, and you can export lossless. Unlike in when she recorded Visions, you can't. So it was like a mm. shittier version of Visions that was exported onto the master, and then yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, I I laughed at there's some someone that sent one of our friends a a comment saying Grimes is just Mila Garib. I was like, yeah, but Who I, said that? I don't think I could have sex with Elon. <laughs> I could. Yeah, maybe, maybe like you could do that part for me. <laughs> like, Apparently, it's a really big one. Yeah, according really to Azalea rocket. Banks, right? Um, Azalea Banks is chaotic. Oh, man. Um, but I just I enjoy her a lot. Like I know she's like very problematic. Oh man! But like she's very you, fun. You, there's to like twenty six celebrities she's had a public spot with. It yeah, like a, a she's very unhinged. Point. You know, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, including, like, including Marshall Mathers. Really? I I don't know what they Didn't said, but that's it. funny to imagine, isn't it? That would be a weird one. <laughs> I couldn't even envision that. Uh, Eminem had a new album recently as well. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. I really like. I like defending him in public because it people think I, I've like double hipstered them. They think I'm not aware of the flack he's getting. But then if you just keep your your smug smile on, they realize you are aware. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd kind of double time them. I think he needs to like gracefully retire. It's it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he can't. He shouldn't go out swinging. Mm. It. Someone on Pitchfork wrote an article about how rappers aging is just weird culturally and hard to do. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, the style is so like, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're like a dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Eminem has like that like song. beard on and stuff. Oh, like, the beard. He, yeah. Oh, the neck beard thing. That's so fun. It's almost like he, almost like he's playing into it, but he's not. I don't know. I like. I just think like after relapse, like he should have just been like, okay, done. Like that's it. That's enough. But, but it's what he <laughs> does too, though, you know? Yeah. It's like, would you I tell guess. Dostoevsky to stop writing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but even just to keep busy, you know what I mean? I guess, right? Like, it's like you have to have some sort of purpose. Yeah. I think that's like what's scary about doing art. Is oh, like, yeah. You just suck. Well, it's just like how many artists, like. Age well? Yeah. Louis Armstrong is a fantastic example of okay, that. Okay, yeah, that's true. I'm but I'm think. thinking like we're when still we're seeing how the chilies are aging. The chilies are aging terribly. Like, well, they're not done though. Like they could write their best album. Now they're, that the fruit is yeah, back. Now that they could yeah. be practicing like seven hours a day. They could yeah. come up with their very best album that's now. That's true. That's true. Oh, and that'd be oh fuck. <laughs> Whew, I'm so excited. I was thinking that. Oh, I want Don like, to teach them about like polyrhythms and shit. So they come <laughs> back. Chad's playing like Danny Carey and please like oh man. There, I think, like, a lot of, there's, like, a, a select group of, like, pop culture figures that really impacted us as teenagers, and, like, the Chili's are one of them, obviously, like, I remember, like, they're such a center yeah. to, like, they still are to me, but I, yeah, group. I know exactly what you're um, saying. And then, like, Maynard Keenan was a big Dude, one. James, he's um, not aged that well. He, he hasn't, but, I mean, the new tool album was, was okay. He barely sang on it. Yeah, that's I, true. He, like, literally. Yeah. He's, he's tired. Like the man's, of the time. The man's got, is tired. He's got his non-vegan wine. <laughs> yeah, that that was weird. I think he's just a little weird, you know? Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's uh, maybe, maybe Ken's right, and he needs um, a Jesus figure in his life did i say that i, th- I remember well, he, he, once said, he once said that like maynard needs jesus or he has like a secret desire for jesus that he hasn't like recognized or something oh i i yeah i could see myself saying that i mean he always sings about him oh he sings about shine how he's angry on forever shine yeah. on benevolent nobody's talking about the sun guys he's not talking about the sun yeah i think his fans would not know how to deal with it if he'd be he... the ultimate troll if he became a catholic priest yeah, Ooh, but the actually, kinds of people with this history that's not a good move. But of people, <laughs> not even a good riff. But the kinds of people that are like his fans would not be able to deal with him becoming Catholic. Yeah, it'd be be it'd be so funny. I used to go in like tool forums all the time. Are they are they? Is it actually bad? Well, I'd go on like tool forums and like atheism forums, and they were so undistinguishable or like indistinct. I don't yeah. know. They're so well they're <laughs> Have so. Have you seen the YouTube comments <laughs> lately? <laughs> they're so different, or they're so similar. And oh, so, okay. like, um, that's why I'm thinking, like, I just envision all his fans as these kinds of, like, Dawkins-loving, like, you know, yeah. atheist buds. Uh, Richard Dawkins has also recently come under fire. He Okay, I, I read the tweet. He said it yeah, would I didn't think work, it was that bad. but we shouldn't do it. Like, it. oh, my God, everybody. He said it would work scientifically, but we shouldn't do it. I think he's uh, wrong to say it would work, though. But I, I it, think what he's wrong to say it would work. Yeah, but but first I'm gonna say this, and I, I said this on Twitter already. I think the issue is is like he's old, he's like kind of senile, and he's a bit tone deaf. So the issue is is like no, no, but he's doing, he's being, he's being aggro. He, that's his personality. I know it is, but like, I think that the issue is is like right now people are very 
and maybe like now is the time to do it when people are are very like tense about these things but with the re like rise of like these eugenics uh these pro eugenics nazi who, movements who, okay okay go on like the the people I've in like Charlottesville who are like oh, marching okay, okay. and saying Jews won't replace them and stuff like that, right? So okay. like, and there was recently another like explicitly Nazi march a few weeks ago. Where? Um, How come I'm not hearing? I think in like Virginia. Things. I don't know. Where? Maybe Armenia. No, Virginia. Oh. Um, and then like in other countries like Poland and Ukraine and Hungary, there's some like resurgence of Nazi movements. Um, Damn. mostly, and, and like, I mean, they're, they're vicious. Like they're, they're blaming Jewish people for immigration. Um, and so like, I, I think people are very tense right now. Yes. Um, and I think like if he, if Dawkins was a bit younger and like, more emotionally intelligent he might more he might have like maybe framed it differently or like um not said that like it just seems like not that like he doesn't have the right to say it but that just like he hasn't he it's more like read the room dude yeah but twitter's not a room i i get it huge oh fuck i ate peanut butter toast and then i got like Sparkling water is now like bubbling the okay. peanut butter up my oh. throat. Oh fuck! Sorry. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> okay, don't do that for the listeners. Um. Okay, you need to eat the mic more. Honestly, the mic is drifting away from your face. Hello. There we go. Um. Yeah. So. So. I mean, I say this as someone who like, I idolized Richard Dawkins in my teens. Yeah. Um, and obviously Ken did not. Um, I wasn't even at all switched on to anything like that. Yeah. I'm still not. I just pretend to be around you. <laughs> um, but I think that, um, I think like when you're in an era where this is a concern, it's kind of hard to, like, I agree that people pounced on the tweet and kind of just like. But he's laying the bait. But he, yeah. He, he know, he, I think it's not emotional tones. I think he. He he's trying to swing his elbows for science. Maybe I. So the reason why I don't think he was correct is because like a lot of times, like historically, like when it, eugenics was invented and when like it's been practiced, there's always a normative, arbitrary. Component. So okay, for me, for the the young layman, what is eugenics? Just quickly so, do all the so, intellectual. So this labor. is very interesting. Ryan and I were just discussing this because um, eugenics is very like even what it is is very contentious. Um, so in practice, it's usually been um, just the intentional engineering of a sort of like of what kind of traits mm-hmm. uh, should be reproduced, like in dogs. Yeah, so in dogs, but then the eugenics usually refers to humans. Yeah, yeah. And and so like it really took uh, hold during the Holocaust. Like that okay. that was where it really came. Did they do it? Came to the fore. Or well, did they, they were just trying. Talk about it. Well, they were trying, right? How hard is it to do? You just pick two six foot four blonde uh, German people, and you. No, so politically in practice, it's a bit different than like what scientists conceive of it as. So like that's why some people are like, okay, well, eugenics is actually a lot broader than just with people it's also like with plants right right so like like, gmos yeah like gmos is a form of of eugenics i guess but i think um the problem is is when you talk about it with humans in a political context yeah um what what traits are desirable are a little less clear cut. some are clear cut right like some of them might be like being a fast runner 
or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is, so like in Germany, the way that they tried to do it is like, first of all, they wanted to ban uh, interracial marriage. Right. So like yeah, they don't, they didn't want people to like marry Jews. Right. right? Um, and was then that it or was there like, well, more? then they also wanted to exterminate Jewish people because they thought that they were genetically uh, inferior, that what they were, it? they were polluting the Aryan gene pool. Okay. And so, but the traits that they were pointing out, it's very arbitrary, mm-hmm. you know, like there's no actual, there's like, it's not, f- there's no facts to like back mm-hmm. that up. It's based on social values. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times scientists like Richard don't really account for these normative social values because that's not what they do. They're scientists. And so sometimes they overlook the kind of normative judgments that go into things that might seem just scientific. Um, Fuck, what do you mean by normative? So normative is like um, prescriptive. Uh, or like, it's like, sorry, that's not even... Yeah, no, I'm not even me a there. brain. I'm, I'm so there. sorry. No, no, um, it's good. This is this is why the value of this podcast. But but basically, like, if I'm making a normative judgment, there's something like ethical baked into it, right? So like, if I'm saying, um, I think that uh, political societies should uh, give people health care... Okay. Um, there's like a normative judgment in there. It's not just like there's a descriptive one as well in saying like, okay, like this will make uh, the uh, this will make society run more efficiently or whatever, or this might save money in the long run. Mm-hmm. That's like a descriptive judgment. Descriptive. Yeah. So okay. non-normative. And then if it's normative, you might say, well, like you don't deserve to like die because you can't afford an ambulance or whatever. You don't deserve to die. Yeah. And so then that's like a moral judgment. Okay. Um, and so like similarly when you are, you know, like dealing with science, um, I think a lot of times what happens is, is because there's like a dismissal of say things like philosophy in these like STEM fields, like they don't see the relevance of them, um, or the relevance of ethics for instance, Maybe um, not ethics in the philosophical sense, but I think most human beings, even if they're real cold hearts. Oh no, I, I I don't mean as humans. I mean like yeah. as scientists. Like they don't they don't seem mm, okay. see like so it doesn't affect their tweets or. Well, I just mean like I think like you know Dawkins um, and people like that. They might not understand that like there's maybe they they haven't like they're just not interested. Talk- in you the said the same thing about Nassim, right? Nassim. Nassim. Yeah. For- my dad no i'm kidding <laughs> um, but, but i think they know exactly what they're doing and it's just a disagreeable temperament maybe maybe that's true like i don't want to like, the like they're they these are very smart people yeah I, maybe it's just that they don't value looking at the political context when they're doing it um yeah. i think nasim i get that totally nasim because like true is true right i mean that's so simplified but i think though there's a desire for people to want it to be that simple and like mm-hmm. like we want things to be like neatly packaged. So we have an ethical responsibility to behave politically. Not necessarily behave, but I think like or speak politically. Cons- I would just say consider other I don't think what Richard did was unethical. Okay. I just think he doesn't care about like the political context under which I think he's that speaking. was his politics. I think that's what I'm Maybe. trying to get at. Is is fuck like if you don't let the power the politics have power over you, you might be able to diminish their effect in society or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I wouldn't agree with that, but that's definitely my instinct. I don't know what would you what is the critique that you would make of that? I think that like 
whether we like it or not, we're all kind of like enveloped in politics and influenced by it. And we are like ideology is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like identifying ideology. Yeah, the Zizek yep, thing. I am very influenced by Zizek. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I think that um, <laughs> that's the thing though, is like ideology is everywhere. And so like when we make judgments that we think are objective, sometimes they might not actually be objective. So like, for instance, like, uh, yes. like people who speak, who have spoken scientifically from the trash can like aristotle for instance is a good example like when he would speak scientifically he would just be like yeah it's just a a matter of fact that like some people are naturally fit to be slaves like it's not like ideal ideological it's just a fact yeah or like it's just a fact that like uh women are meant to be like this because their bodies are colder than men's (laughs) like stuff like that um and then i mean you end up First of all, you end up maybe finding out that, that scientifically isn't true. Mm-hmm. I think it is the opposite, isn't it? I I I. Anyways, don't know yeah, yeah. Heat stuff, but I mean, I'm cold all the time, so maybe he has a point. Are you cold right now? No. Okay. Um, me. and he like, <laughs> um, I think I'm cold because I'm anemic, not because I'm a woman, but mm-hmm, yeah. Um, they the the. The other thing is that people don't realize that their judgments are ideological. Um, And that's something I've done a lot of work on in the good old grad school days. I think that's, that's kind of an interesting thing to do. Where, where do you, where do you split ideological and just wrong? What do you mean? Like Like something can be both. Just a semantic. Yeah. But like, he's not wrong because he's, he's, he's ideological. He's just incorrect scientifically, even with the Mm -hmm. best intentions. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that the I just think the reason why he is incorrect scientifically is either because he hasn't considered enough about the political con- like enough about po- the politics of eugenics or he doesn't think that like his considerations are like that politically relevant. And I don't think that makes him like immoral. It just makes him maybe like not interested in politics <laughs> hmm. i mean he's a very standard like liberal man you know what i mean like he's like very um he has all the standard liberal politics but sometimes he'll say something inflammatory mm-hmm. like his views on abortion tend to make people pissed what does he say about abortion uh, you're not gonna like no but go ahead <laughs> go ahead um i actually think it is a bit much um he thinks that like if you find out that your fetus has down syndrome oh then you have a moral obligation to abort it because um Damn. because you're like bringing it into the world and it's going to suffer um well i mean it's easy to draw put that with his eugenics tweet and yeah so i think so okay so i think that that's why some people reacted adversely they the, some maybe some of the people that reacted adversely like knew about that yeah. or knew about other things what a weird okay so down syndrome we Let's take it for granted that we have the... Can Down syndrome people have children? I'm not sure. I, I so this know. is a weird kind of eugenics-ish area that I'm going to tread on, but we have a... Let's take it for granted that we have an, a responsibility to take care of them, mm-hmm. but, like, prevent them from having a kid. I don't th- know if they can have kids, though. But, I, but I think we, is, we're okay, both so speaking state, from a place of ignorance. Yeah, but that's my favorite place to speak from. But, like, if... So... This is actually something I've wondered about because I think Canada generally takes care of, like, there's a house down the road with a bunch of handicapped people 
who I think the nurses kind of take care of them. Okay. So if they have a kid. Yeah, I don't like, know. I don't damn. know. If they can, I don't think know if their bodies question. can have kids. Oh, okay. Um, well, let us know in the comments. Yeah, and again, like we don't mean any disrespect at all. We we just genuinely don't know. Um, yeah. And. I mean, I don't agree with that view, obviously. I don't think that, like, you are morally obligated to have an abortion. I think no, you, can, no, you yeah. should have one if you want one, but, like, uh, okay, I, don't I guess agree. I'm pro life. Come at um, me, Antifa. Um, but the, like, I think with Dawkins' comments, again, I like it's it treads on an interesting, on an interesting ground because... Like, what he's saying is supporting something that's, like, a socially liberal in a sense, right? Like, he's supporting... Abortion? Like, uh, unapologetic he's access so to abortion. He's pro-abortion, in fact. If your child but, is an but, IQ but under... Then, yeah, but then, he takes it, but then he takes it too far. And I think, I like... I think, like, even if you're pro-choice, you kind of have to push back against that. Because it's like... Mm you're you're there's a value judgment in that as well that says like what kind of quality of life makes you deserve to like be existing in society (laughs) yeah damn um i feel like an elephant trampling on a field of again we're both not experts on this topic elephants in a field trampling on the crops um yeah like it's obviously a big issue and again like I think Dawkins is just like peak boomer, like just like doesn't really read the room, um, and like whatever. Uh, but yeah, I think we, I think I, I think he knows what he's doing. I think we just, uh, I don't know. Maybe you can know what you're doing, but still be like, like purposefully deaf. Yeah. Maybe yeah yeah that's that's probably it. Like he's very like devoted in his convictions and like he's, yeah. he's not gonna you're not gonna change his mind on anything yeah that's true um like you can, i can't envision you know what you're right him converting so funny? to catholicism you. thanks mila you're right ken's gonna like convert richard oh, to catholicism funny. him and maynard <laughs> <laughs> the church of the disagreeable of the disagreeable dudes yeah um I I mean yeah it's it's very interesting like I there is a trend too of calling disagreeable media men uh people who are in the media as men autistic it's really, really weird oh yeah you there know is. what really I is. saw something but that was Ethan dis- Klein of H three podcast just to lower the row a bit he I don't know he, who that his is. fans have been like yeah he's you know Ethan's definitely autistic because he's like pushing a tiny bit mm. like you know like a bit of fun so like in politics it's disagreeability is like so over fetishized yeah but then in other spheres of life if you're at all like people are like oh he's autistic okay it's more their caregivers oh you know what no well, I'm yeah, sp- you can speak to it not yeah um, but i'm okay go ahead um i'm but, realizing the error in my ways but there's an author she wrote this book called democracy in chains i think like everyone except like people who are like center left maybe thought it was bad including me it's very like poorly researched like the citations are kind of shoddy mm-hmm. and so she criticizes a few of these like libertarian dudes who i don't agree with either like don't get me wrong but um in like one of her talks she said that she thinks that like the w- they don't have empathy because they're autistic 
men. And they don't have, uh, like, th- like there's n- no confirmation that they have autism. She just, like, kind of projected. <laughs> she was just like, they have As autism. I do, yeah. Um, and, like, whatever. Like, it was just very um, condescending and, like, very just ableist. Like, it was very much like, okay, well, like, they're autistic. And so, like, they don't have empathy. And that's why they believe what they believe. And I was just kind of like, okay, dude, like, <laughs> sorry, it's just no. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, that's pretty, pretty wild. It's very inflammatory. Um, but anyway, I don't think a lot of people have even read this book. I'm not sure. Maybe this is just like another academia. Well, bubble. the libertarian uh, subreddit like jokes that it's autistic fun time. Really? <laughs> oh my Which god. Which is like really mean and funny, but also yeah. Oh jeez, um, I haven't been on a libertarian subreddit in like it's, six years. I like it. Years. It's good fun. The thing about libertarianism is that there's it's such a like within itself there's kind of a wide ideological yeah. spectrum. Like when I see libertarian infighting, it's very interesting because you have like the far right libertarians, yeah. and then you have like I'm friends with a lot of left libertarians. Yeah, and they are always fighting with the far right libertarians because like. Mm-hmm far right i think they're very socially conservative the far right libertarians and mm-hmm. then the, it's just a mess it's, i mean it's good fun every group has infighting <laughs> i guess right like yeah. like the left is probably one of the worst i went to a conference in the summer and uh it was like a marxist conference and there was people who were calling like there were trotskyists there and the trotskyists are very sectarian okay <laughs> and there was like a talk on Lenin and they were like derogatorily like calling um Lenin a liberal like they were just like they're just like yeah well Lenin was actually a liberal it's a classic move that's been going on for like 20 years (laughs) it's just on the internet especially like that's just dude but that's the thing if you argue about like like what minarchism is on on oh Reddit because you're you're set up. They say, "What do you think X is?" And then you, they think that's not what X is. You're just a liberal. That's like always where it yeah. goes. It's so funny. It's like a no true Scots yeah. kind of thing. I think uh, that's yeah. really common in feminism as well. Um, like you, you see kinds of stuff that are like, "Oh well, like if your feminism isn't intersectional or if it isn't trans inclusive, then it's not feminism." And yeah. I Damn, like we're really gonna we're really gonna do it go here. Well, I Ooh! I don't think it's that controversial. Like I've said this so much and like I think that it's just a very misguided way to like approach feminism because it's not there's no like I've said there's no pope of feminism. Like there's no one that says like this is real feminism and this is not real feminism. Whatever. Mm. Like at least and I think maybe like we desire they, that. Oh, fuck. If if this follows like a pattern of religion, mm-hmm. using shame to control, I I'm think ri- ideologies here, but do in, that. In three hundred years, there may be like a pope of feminism. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it's gonna last that long. To be honest, I think it's it's kind of imploding on itself right now. Feminism. Yeah. Oh, let's take a break. I have to pee. Okay. And then we'll go back to this. Feminism will implode when we return. Okay, now it's recording. Feminism is re- exp- uh, imploding. Um, okay, well, I mean, this sounds more apocalyptic than it is. I just think there's, like, a big split going on. You know how, I mean, similar in Christianity, I guess, there is a big split among all the Protestants and the whatever. Okay. Um, but... Oh, shit, we're getting real close. Keep going. I hope you take it where I think you're going to take it. I think the reason why it's imploding... Is 
I like I say this as someone I've done a lot of work in both like the feminist movement and in like academia and feminism and like I am genuinely devoted to fighting gendered violence I think that's very important um uh the reason why I think it's imploding is because I think um, different kinds of women, this is actually for intersectionality reasons, uh, different kinds of women have different interests. And so they different kinds of women use feminism to realize different interests. So some use it for performative outrage online. Some use it to like genuinely fight for like justice, right? So like there's like kinds of feminism where like we're pushing for policies on sexual violence in universities and like that's good and then there's other kinds of feminism that's being like war criminal hillary clinton did nothing wrong and then that to me is not good that's like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah um and so the thing is is like different kinds of women have different reasons for being engaged in feminism and before i think like before it became mainstream I think this was fine because we could all bond over it, you know, not being mainstream and being kind of rejected and whatever. But now there's a brand of liberal feminism that is mainstream and it is desirable in a lot of respects. You know, like you at least have to pay lip service to it. And to what? Sorry. To liberal feminism, to okay. like mainstream liberal feminism. So like the Clinton type feminism or like, you know, the girl boss shit. Um, so one of Anna's favorite terms. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's like you know you want this like girl boss CEO like. I mean, if you look at like the Democratic presidential candidates right now, right? Like Amy Klobuchar. It's like th- here's what I think is like yeah. I think a lot of liberal feminism right now. It's just wants women to occupy a position of power that men have right so it just wants women to be equally as able to like fuck people over Mm -hmm. rather than it being like okay we should seek emancipation for everyone and like make society better as a whole yeah and so like we have amy klobuchar who's like known for like abusing her staff both like men and women right like she like throws shit at them like whatever but like she has this like uh reputation as this kind of girl like this liberal girl boss right and um you have like Elizabeth Warren who has like profited off of this like opportunist uh, appropriation of indigenous identity. Uh, um, is that what she did? I think she did. You probably know more than me. I thought she said as an aside, oh, my family history, we have a tradition that we're like, I don't remember what group it was, but indigenous. And then like, of course, tw- like Twitter explodes. Right. That's, that's my perception. Well, of so it. that was one thing. Okay. But that that's not what I have an issue with. My issue is using your identity to become the first like POC professor of Harvard. So she was like te- like Harvard used it to be like we have a person of color on staff. We're not racist and it was like Elizabeth But but that's the th- oh that doesn't that tie into like the flaw of a certain type of affirmative action? Um so you're you're performatively this hiring is a, This people. is a different debate, but we we can get into that. But uh, I want to I want to finish what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And and so so I think that like whatever, like Warren's flaws aside, like I don't think like she started this and she's not going to be the first to like whatever, but I think for instance like when she accused she like Bernie said something about how it's difficult for women to succeed in politics and she like turned that around and that was a commentary on sexism Mm -hmm. and she turned that around to be like Bernie's sexist he told me that I wouldn't win if I ran because I'm a woman and like 
that was that it's created a, a whole debacle. Well, it was very disingenuous, but it like weaponized. Did he say that? Bernie? Yeah. He says that like he like the way that most people I think are reading it is that he was commenting on the difficulty that women have in politics. Um, and they released this like in an opportunistic way. There was this big performative call out that she did of Bernie on TV. But but did he say to her, you won't win because you're a woman? I don't know. He might have said that with like a lot of compassion or something. Yeah. Well, he's he told her to run. Like the reason why she mm. ran is he told her to run. So why? Like, I, he thought that she would be good, I guess. I don't mm. know. Um, he he could have to run. Her. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. I don't believe. I that. just think though, like she cynically weaponized this newfound sympathy that some people have for feminism to be like Bernie's a sexist. I am like a victim of his sexism and whatever. And it's like you're not a victim. Like you are a very like successful, uh, well-off woman who is running to be president. Like, it's not like, like she was kind of acting as though this huge, like traumatic wrong has been done to her. Um, similarly, yeah. I think like a lot of like rich and like privileged women kind of do this in order to like get in on this sort of newfound, like new waters that people are trying to navigate. But, but isn't criticizing the, the privileged people for playing the victim game doesn't that play into the victim game if you if you instead say it doesn't matter in mm. this context how victimized you are rather you're not victimized enough to play this game yeah so i think that it can go in that direction um i think like like yeah i, I think it's stupid to be like okay well if you're rich you can't experience sexism because that's obviously not true like you can mm. um but it's more like the richer you are, if you experience sexism, the easier it is is, is going to be to like alleviate the the burdens that sexism place on you. Yeah. Um. So like, anyway, I'm not like slamming her because she's rich. I'm just saying like, I think yeah. that there is going to be a split among like upper class liberal feminism and like socialists who like want women to be free, but like are intertwining it with other issues like class and and like race and stuff like that and like are not just like focusing on this like girl boss yeah <laughs> so i just think this is gonna be a split and so like i and but because it's gonna be split i don't know like how big it's gonna be because like the more split it is like i think there's going to be like this period of neoliberal hegemony that includes girl boss feminism but i don't think that's going to be sustainable because ultimately you have both the left and the right who are trying to like come up with oh you just you just you just opened pandora's box and you told me we had 30 minutes like 10 minutes ago oh, so sorry no but this is fascinating so uh, what keep going well okay so like i think that right now like there's these like handful of like liberal elites that have very loud voices right like these i don't know if liberal feminists are the majority or if they're just the loudest and the they have the best resources right like they have access to media like cnn for instance it's like one of the most watched news stations right mm. and like they by and large follow this like centrist neoliberal ideology um, or, like, MSNBC is notorious for that as well, right? So, like, all of these, like, mainstream um, elitist, 
like pseudo woke whatever i really hate using the term woke in like this respect but um but yeah it's it's so it's sort of like you have that and then you have two groups of people who are pissed about it right so you have the left who's pissed because like they're like okay you guys are cynically co-opting social justice language you're co-opting something uh and using it the wrong way or just like using it to basically trample on other people and not to like make life better for people. And then you have the right who's like also frustrated with Wait, the elites. How are they using it to trample people? Like for like they're opposing things like Medicare for all and like the kinds of policies that some Are they? Have. Isn't Elizabeth for that? She kind of walked back on it. But I'm not even talking about Elizabeth. I'm talking about these people that like hate Bernie for instance and they're saying like Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're saying stuff like, okay, well, I'm, like, gonna, like, forego giving all these people healthcare because, like, Bernie's a sexist. Um, I think also they're alienating people. Angela Nagel has a really good, uh, theory on this, and I haven't read, like, the whole book, and I really want to, but she's a book called Kill All Normies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's about, like, online alt-right culture and stuff, and, like, how, like, liberals have played a role in, like, alienating um alienating people and i think that's still a really common sort of theme that i'm observing mm-hmm. um anyway and i think that like you know now both the left and the right are kind of tasked with offering alternatives to this kind of elite liberalism that people are frustrated with and we don't really know what to like that people are scrambling and yeah. i think like things are very chaotic we don't know how to navigate like the waters we're in um we don't know how to like deal (laughs) do you would you what so would you see a fundamental split between vaguely the left let's include liberals uh, who want revenge for past wrongs on certain demographs and a group that wants equality so it depends how you define revenge. Like, what would be an example of revenge? Um, well, certainly physical violence is an example of revenge. Um, saying, like, we don't hire white people would be an example. Right, but I'm talking about, like, really existing stuff. Like, stuff that's actually, like, going on. I'm more looking at the future. This, mm, is, a, this okay. is a classic one. But would would you think there's a an ideological split there? I don't, I just like feel like part of that, like with all due respect is kind of like not a realistic speculation because like the discrimination laws are too well and tight in place to be able to like have that happen. Right. Cause like you won't, you wouldn't be able to have like, w- like no whites allowed. And also because I think like what whiteness is is so like not well defined that it just wouldn't work. Like would that include me or would it not include me? I don't would think that, so. Would that I think in- you know that you could play your cards and it wouldn't include you. Like No, but I'm saying like it might not like on the census I'm considered white, right? Like it's so like is it or how are we defining it? Who gets to define it? Then we go into like, okay, well like um how are we going to apply discrimination? Anyway, like I, I don't necessarily think that, um, I don't think that the issue is revenge so much as I think it is that liberal feminists kind of see being free as being able to perpetuate the same systems in place 
just as well as men. So that includes systems that are oppressive to like say workers. Whereas leftist feminists or like even leftists who are not feminists, like just socialists in general, um, see something fundamentally wrong with the way that we are systemically operating. So the way that we have socially arranged ourselves and they say like, okay, like this doesn't help most of us, right? Like this is wrong and that includes men and women. So the way that like the system is set up right now, whether it's like politics or employment um, or, you know, like even like the fact that like you need degrees to have certain jobs that you probably don't actually need a degree to have, right? Like just stuff like that, like the way mm. that like the labor market works. Yeah. So they see something fundamentally wrong with that. And so it's like we can't just make like women and men the same and that we need to like question why that is the case. And so, like, it's, like, why is it that, um, you know, why is it that, like, you know, now it's just, like, seen as promoting equality to just have, like, more female CEOs when, like, you're just giving them more power. Like, it's just, like, okay, well, now okay, both of you can, like, exploit laborers for for personal gain. That's a very like coherent that. answer. Thank you. But I think... Because, like, sometimes when people think of revenge, they think of things like reparations, for instance, right? But I think there's a difference between reparations and revenge. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, like, some people argue there should be, like, reparations for, like, black people. Because, like, they were not allowed to accumulate wealth at the same rate as, like, mm-hmm. white people were, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's... And, I mean, I don't think I'm qualified to, like, talk about... I'm, like... I'm not black and I've never experienced what it's like to be black. And like, maybe we'll have someone on to talk about that. But like, um, that's obviously like something that's very different from like, just wanting like pure revenge. It's more like wanting reconcile, like reconciliation, mm-hmm. like reconciling past wrongs. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or penance, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think there's like oh, a key difference hey, to that. Fuck, that's kind of in the middle though. That, that last uh, tie-in, but I I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I I'm penance. Ca- that was a bit tongue-in-cheek. But I know it was, but <laughs> but I I just think that there is a lot of um. Fucking hell! Talk about my religion failing and being replaced with politics of shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had a really good discussion about shame yesterday, actually. You guys should have seen our Facebook conversation. That, the Patreon. We were like, we should have just <laughs> talked about this on. Uh, yeah, if pay you, hundred dollars a month, month you, you can, can read our, our all of our <laughs> Facebook <laughs> conversations. Um, uh. But there was a really wonderful article by Kai Cheng Tom, mm-hmm. who um, I follow on Twitter as well. Kai, please listen to this and love me back. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but if you want to listen. Come on the pod. Come on the pod. <laughs> if anyone knows where, where Kai Cheng Tom, get her to come on the pod. Where does she live? I don't know. I think she's Canadian, though. Fuck yeah. But she wrote this wonderful article. Let's make it a national And it's, state. like, reflecting on, like, this crisis of faith and the social justice movement. Um, and even, like, the social justice movement, it's, like, so hard to even say, like, what that is because there's so many micro parts to it. Um, but... I really liked how she talked about like the reflections that leftists are having among ourselves about like how are we maybe alienating people um, and like how we use shame sometimes to like avoid accountability or like, you know, like saying like, you can't say this to me because I'm this. 
mm-hmm. um or oh like you're just saying that because this whatever um and i think it's i mean i think it's really important to have these considerations i'll try and link this article in the uh comment or in the description um i i I, because i i think it's just a wonderful piece uh shout out to kai and uh they uh i like kind of lost my train of thought there for a second oh but we were talking about shame and i think like ken also brought up a good point that shame can be like good in like healthy doses like it's good to like have a healthy sense of shame yeah it's kind of like one of it's like how we were talking about pride last week you know and it was like pride is like good in like some dose but not good in excess yeah i think one of the reasons why shame is not good in politics um is because i think it makes people less genuine because it makes people want to alleviate their shame by performing something that they know is going to alleviate it so for instance like if men feel guilty for being men then they're like incentivized to like ask women for salvation Mm. and like some of people some of them end up being very like fake to Mm. put it like phony (laughs) as a result yeah and but i think that incentivizes that kind of behavior you know what i mean and so like that's what where i'm skeptical about the use of of shame like obviously it's good to have some sense of shame like like i have a sense of shame that makes me not say like stupid stuff all the time yeah most of the harm i've ever done i've been alone a little creepy aside there but (laughs) honestly when i'm monitored i'm so on yeah it's fascinating well i mean yeah it's it's interesting because also like at my work i was i was talking to um or i was reading an interview notes from from someone that we interviewed and she was talking about how like mentoring a kid like made her um a more ethical person because you have to like like the kid's always watching you and so it makes Mm -hmm. you want to be like more yeah uh accountable and like you're like you want to practice what you preach essentially to the kid yeah and i really thought about that because i think that you know okay so it's good to have some sort of accountability some sort of thing like it's good to be able to feel shame um but i think like the use of shaming i mean i'm okay with kink shaming though by the way i will shame your mm. kinks hot take <laughs> don't bring your takes on the podcast no uh, don't, no I'm, I'm kind of kidding but you know how people always complain about like kink shaming. it's a meme now isn't it yeah it's basically a meme. But i'm like i'm a proud kink shamer there like you're fucked guys like that is disgusting some of the stuff you do like <laughs> i'm sorry but uh, inter- uh interesting ground maybe episode three yeah maybe we'll talk kink, about kink, kink next episode. episode um we need to like get someone who like knows about it because like i'm those about kind of boring <laughs> well like people I mean, like, who people who know kink you know like there are people who like know their stuff when it comes to kink um but like dan savage who's dan savage that's for the georgia straight oh. he writes like savage love he writes like articles about like about kink yeah that's Some of it's pretty strange funny. i just i yeah well, maybe we'll get someone to talk about kink in the, on the Leave next your pod. kink in the comments. Uh, yeah, tell us your kinks, guys. <laughs> um, some stuff's really weird. Like, th- I don't get the whole thing with feet. You don't? Like, what kind I don't of crude why. are you? I don't get... <laughs> no, no I just don't I'm get why people feet find either. feet attractive. Like, I'm I find a, them kind of I don't fucked. understand assholes. Maybe it's because... <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because it like w- like i do like athletic stuff and so i think feet feet are actually gross feet like um, like or like i did a lot of ballet I, get, I like hobbit feet though what i like hobbit feet oh my god 
I just, I don't get it. I don't get feet. I don't get hentai. I don't get like. Oh, now you're crossing all I'm sorts sorry. of. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Grimes. Um, hentai is important. I yeah I just like there's some kink I just don't maybe like sometimes I think to myself like I wonder if Catholic school um, impacted like impacted like my like boring aversion to like a lot of kink well some people it does the opposite like maybe it gave me Catholic guilt and now I'm just kind of like dry maybe maybe some of it is reasonable though like maybe we need to monitor our sexualities monitor a little bit kink. yeah i think like i think in a sense like I, some people think like kink is like they're like oh well it's like private i think to an extent it's not private um like i think like there's a political component to like what turns you on mm-hmm. if that oh, makes shit. sense damn like yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> wow, now I think I just thought a whole bunch of personal shit right oh, now. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Like not sharing that right now. Okay, maybe well, we're, three, maybe subscribe episode... Subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, we'll we haven't even made a Patreon. I guess we'll have to do that. Send us money through the deep web. If you, uh, if you subscribe to our Patreon, we will... <laughs> Ken will talk to you about kink and I'll, I'll we Facebook <laughs> you can read our <laughs> Facebook messages. Um, that funny, though? Like, what? interacting with random people who've... Although the, the financial element would make it weird, like, oh, you have to pay to talk to me on to, Facebook? To talk about King. Yeah. Maybe it's like you can send them, like, a video message, like, once mm, a No, week. that's dangerous <laughs> fuck. Just text, please. You don't know what kind of shit we'd get sent. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, you want to talk about King? <laughs> I'm picturing some sort of weird porn where, like, the dude's wearing an anonymous mask and got, like, the voice thing. We are anonymous. Oh, we are God. legion. Why? Like, what makes it's you think? The first thing, like, he's wearing like a black cloak, and they're they're going at it. I saw this like one of those like boomer memes that's like people will search to like page twelve of Pornhub, but not page two of Google. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually so true. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm for friends. I've genuinely never because, but been think on about Pornhub. how lazy your Googling habits have gotten. I mean, maybe you're more of an academic, but I, I'm like one page of skimming, and then there's an ad block ad, and then I exit out, and I'm done. I, I, yeah, I don't think I actually spend a lot of time on, on, like, going through that. I mean, I do on like Google Scholar if I'm like writing a, a paper, and I need to see like everything that's been done on the. Yeah. That's the annoying thing about like writing papers is like, oh, I gotta make sure that no one else has said this, or I'm gonna sound bland. Do you do you think AIs are monitoring Google Docs? and try and steal intellectual property that's what i wonder because now i don't have microsoft word anymore because of like my my license expired since i'm not in school and like i use docs for everything but but it's it's stored at google isn't it i know it is kind of creepy like i was at flora's house yesterday and someone was in the dock watching like it's probably a classmate but like i think i don't know hypothetically it could have been anybody i don't know this there's probably a way to privatize that i don't know that's so creepy. And like, I was trying to talk to them on the dock, like, "Hey, after it or whatever." Be like, "Hey, like." They didn't respond. I don't think they could edit the dock, but they were just watching me say oh, hi. It was okay, weird. That is so weird. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I have so much stuff on Google Docs. <laughs> well, I I use it to try and write songs, right? And that's an yeah, anxious shit. That's what got the whole personal. paranoia. Yeah, going. Yeah, like, you're gonna get like social this? services coming <laughs> to your house, being like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> Uh, I see you're a man of culture. <laughs> <laughs> you're one of us. Um, no, yeah, it's it's definitely it's weird. Um, what were we? 
Oh yeah, I was telling you that's shame. You know what's fucking hilarious? I said in the group chat, God, I wish that were me. And then a post from the group, God, I wish that were me, immediately appeared on my timeline. And I haven't seen something from that group in like four years. So it was like, oh my fuck. Yeah, there's uh, definitely something weird about that. Something's weird going on, and no one. Well, if maybe you're a tech person and you know about us, this, come on the pod. Yeah, come on the pod because we like. Like we're desperate for guests. But, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I, I think um, I, I don't know what you're talking about shame and and kink shaming. I uh, to just slightly return to that. I wrote an essay. A oh, while what are you ago flexing? Fucking writing essays? No, not, go on, go on. Called hashtag not all men. And it was about shame, the use of shame in feminist movements. And I think that, like, the reason why that whole not all men stuff began is because, like, of over heavy uses of shame. Like, men want to be like, oh, but I'm not like that because they're, like, incentivized to be like that. Well, also because they don't they want to feel good about themselves. Yeah. Like, but, like, I think that's what people's response to shame is. Like, they want to feel um, like they're one of the good ones. And I, I think that, like, a lot I've noticed this a lot in like immigrant communities mm. like immigrants always want to be like one of like especially with in an, during like all this anti-immigrant rhetoric mm-hmm. um there's so many immigrants that want to be like okay well I'm gonna like sell out my community like I'm gonna bash all these other immigrants and be like I'm not like them I'm one of the good ones like I've I came here and did this and this person came here and did this and so like I'm trying to think of examples I've, but I know exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. I don't want to like name names but like I've definitely is there public figures in no I'm not talking about public figures I'm talking about like people I know <laughs> uh, what like am I friends with them no I mean like people in like like adults who are like I guess we're adults but like people like my parents age who are like never gonna grow up uh, yeah we're never gonna at me, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I really... He needs to see this room, for sure. Um, I... I Fuck. If my, if my busking... No, let's save it. Let's save it. Go ahead. Sorry. Busking. I don't even know where I was going. It might be time to, like, might be time. close off. Let's give it another two minutes of floundering. Okay. It's well. good practice. <laughs> if, you watch, if you watch the early Joe Rogans, it's like... He's telling terrible jokes to his friend behind him on like a 2005 webcam, oh like a God. dick joke. And I he's used like, to ha ha ha. Him in like when I was like 12, I think. Like yeah. that's when I started listening to him. No, yeah. I was probably like 13, 14. It was, it was like when he had all those like weed documentaries out and like my yeah, brother and I yeah. would be like, oh, he's so like, wow, he's like. The blown. only thing he gets upset about is weed. Yeah, I he know. He can have any guests from any set, like, just, it's just weed that he's like, did you just shit talk weed? He had, like, like one guest that was si- arguing. He had Crowder on. Crowder, he got, he, yeah. Like, bullied he, him. He got so And he mad. never gets upset about anything but weed. It's so funny. I don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Crowder is, like. Bit of a wheeze. Like, he, he's easy to bully. Is he? So, like, I don't really blame him. He's so. Joe. He just, like, has, like, a vibe of, like, someone who's, like, easy to bully. I don't want to be mean, but, like... I think he would bully me. Because would I think he, he's probably physically in better shape than me. But Steve? Crowder? You think he would bully you? Yeah, I don't get the vibe that he's easy to bully. I get the vibe that he's, like, a weasel, but I don't but get the vibe that... I think a lot of people who are easy to bully are people that, like, w- want to bully other people, too. Hmm. Like... Could it teach me... Is it possible to learn this power? <laughs> No, I just mean, like, he's very, like, he's a dweeb, you know? Like, you're a weasel, like you said. Like, he's just kind of, like... He just looks like a physically good athlete, though. 
Does he? Wouldn't want to take. I, I mean, feel like yeah. I could bench more than him, like pound for pound. Steven Crowder? Like pound for pound. Like. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to set up a charity fight. <laughs> 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 I totally get the appeal of charity fights now that I'm super into mixed martial arts and boxing. Really? It's because, like, when else is, like, you know what I mean? The Trudeau one was so cringe. He had a charity fight. Yeah, he had with a charity who? fight, and then it, the guy ended up being, like, a wife beater. So, of course, you have to sympathize with Trudeau. <laughs> Wait, was that the play? It was, like, a boxing match. <laughs> no, but, like, was that what they, they tried to find the worst person they could find? No, they did. They, like, I don't think people knew that this guy was a wife Wait, who, beater. Wait, Trudeau time. can't box Some for shit. Some guy named, like, I take the shit out of Trudeau. I think Trudeau won, but, like... What, did, what weight class is he? Oh my god! I need to watch this now. I'm gonna go watch Trudeau box. What is this? Oh god! One? Did he win by like decision? Did he win by knockout? I don't even remember. It was so unmemorable. But he, um, yeah, yeah. Is is that inciting political violence? I kicked the shit out of Trudeau. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) You better retract that. I think we're in Canada. I feel like I'm less likely to get visited than if we were in the states. Yeah, that's true. Um, the states they have so many extensive records. Like it's not. I am Donald Trump's private pilot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was kind of ridiculous. Um, I remember when I met Trudeau, he was preparing for that fight. Um, so it was a long time ago. I I met him before he ran for prime minister, and he was like, "I'm never gonna run for prime minister." <laughs> like, dude. Mm, twinkle in his eye. What? What a twinkle in his eye. Oh a cheeky blighter. Oh my god. Okay, well. Should we wrap it? Yeah, let's wrap it because uh, Trudeau is giving me a headache. Come at me, Trudeau. All right. Um, thank you all for Until listening. Until next time. Uh, and subscribe. Don't forget to. I don't think you can like. You can rate. You can rate us. Rate five out of five. Rate Check out my out YouTube channel. Check. I dance with my shirt off. Just add some context. Yeah, to we'll the link voice. that in the comments is, or in the description. Send me a, a computer that can edit. I need that. Yeah, and, and Adobe Premiere. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll see you guys um, tomorrow. All right. Bye. Have a have a wonderful. Day.